Welcome to the Business Clicks podcast, the podcast that interviews business owners to discuss their struggles, strategies, and successes with using the power of the internet to grow their business. We discuss the transition from brick and mortar growth strategies to digital alternatives. We provide new and exciting tactics each business can use to be successful in this new digital world. I'm your host, Adam Barbro, and let's get stuck in. And welcome back to the Business Clicks podcast. In this episode, I want to talk about how to price your products and services. A very important topic, obviously, if you're a business owner, you're running a business, you're starting a business, pricing your products or services correctly is the only way you're actually able to going to make money. And that's the point of a of a business. Whether you're a not-for-profit or profit, you need to be making money in order to deliver um, and achieve the outcome that you're after. So pricing for most businesses is not something that they love talking about. I don't know if it's a cultural thing, particularly here in Australia, but money and pricing is something that most people avoid and they approach in the wrong in the wrong way. They have you know some limiting beliefs there, which definitely limit their ability to make good profit and make good money when it comes to their business, or even as a worker, talking about money in the right way and structuring in a way that you get paid or you earn and you can charge based on the value you bring. Uh, I think for most business owners, it is something which is, you know, which genuinely causes a lot of stress and worry for them. And that's because these, you know, businesses are stuck in a situation where they have low margins, they have small profits, they've got a lot of difficult customers that don't pay them enough to deal with the crap they bring their way. And it just becomes very tiresome. And it's not something they become then interested in because they don't get a lot of satisfaction from it. And I think it's about time we change that. So let's discuss how you can change the way customers view your business and, and as a result of that, actually change what they're willing to pay you. So pricing and I guess business as its core is about the exchange of value. You know, we all know this. I value the products that you're offering more than I do the $20 in my pocket and you value my $20 more than you do the product that you have. It's simple, right? However, to price effectively as a business, we all obviously must ensure that our pricing allows for coverage of both costs and of adequate profit. The profit we receive is in many ways based on the value discrepancy between what you're actually offering and what someone is willing to pay. That's a key word for today is the value discrepancy. So when we have a large value discrepancy between what we're actually offering and what and what we're actually wanting someone to pay for it, we're able to sell it very easily, right? They value it significantly more than what we're actually asking for it, and so it will go very quickly. The smaller that value discrepancy is, the less likely or the more difficult it is to actually make that exchange happen because the value is not necessarily there. And we can see this, right? If you walk into a store and you're going to buy... I don't know, a, a pair of shoes and you're looking at it and you're, you know, umming and ahhing and you think, oh, you know, I won't buy it. And and the person says, oh, are they too expensive for you? And you say, oh, no, it's not about the price. And if you were to say to them, if you're the sale assistant, you would say, well, if I was to give these to you for free, would you have them? And they'd go, oh, yeah, of course. 
great. So it's not not about the price. It, the, the price is part of the value discrepancy there, and therefore we need to address that and address how you know what value it brings to you in order to make that process and that sale a bit easier. And that happens with all businesses, whether you have product or service, it's about the value discrepancy. And that's what I want to talk to you really about, how to increase that value discrepancy today so you can make it easier for you to charge more with less friction from customers and clients. And, you know, as I sort of spoke about there, the value discrepancy is the determining factor in, in how much you can charge. And this is good because we have to remember that value is fluid because it's in it's based on an individual's perception and therefore it's not fixed. If we can change a perception of an individual about what, what they value and how much value they put behind it, we can increase that value discrepancy. So our ability to increase that value discrepancy, then obviously, you know, therefore it is logical to conclude that the profit we make is increased by just how, but I'll say that again. Therefore, it's logical to conclude that the profit we can actually make can be increased by just adjusting how customers perceive the value associated with your products and services. So that's it. It's the game of perception around the value that you're providing. I'll say that again because it's really important and, and it's once you understand the concept of it and, and the concepts around positioning and how to do this, because it makes things a lot more simple. And that is the profit we can make can be increased by adjusting how customers perceive the value associated with your products and services. So how do we do this? We do this through effective implementation of good positioning. In fact, I would argue that your current pricing is actually a direct representation of how good your positioning actually is in the market. For example, a poorly positioned business means that you've probably failed to assess the market and find tangible ways to actually differentiate your business. And poorly positioned businesses are inevitably going to be viewed as a commodity. So, you know, a commodity is basically they have a lot you have a large number of competitors that offer you know, at least in the eyes of the customer, a very similar product or service. And therefore, the customers are able to go out and compare your business like they're going to go out and compare apples and apples together. They see no real difference and therefore go with whatever's cheapest. And when your business is a commodity, you have, you know, no option other than to attract price-driven customers. So we obviously want to avoid that because there are a number of negative consequences of having price-driven customers attracted to our business. From the customer's perspective, you are completely replaceable and therefore they are less emotionally invested in your products and services and they're definitely less loyal to actually sticking with you. They also have a lot more leverage in the negotiations around how much they're going to pay and if they're going to keep using your products or services and they, as a result, become more demanding and, you know, this is a result of them sensing your need to compete with all these other competitors that are out on the market. And so from the business perspective, you're often then forced to lower your prices to remain competitive. And as a result of the, you know, profits being decreased, the service levels you're actually able to provide are minimized. And then the business is then stuck in this cycle of survival because they don't have the profits or the margins there to really leverage them to grow and you know provide the services in the way that they would like. So you can see that there's negative consequences for having low prices, not just to your business, but actually to your customers as well. And an example that I like to use around this is 
gyms. Gyms are one of the most common businesses that I come across that are stuck in this cycle. And again, it's through the lack of effective positioning. They, you know, because of lack of effective um, positioning, they are quickly commoditized. And it makes sense, like, they're people that love health and fitness. They're people that want to make impact to people's lives. They're not necessarily, you know, up to scratch in terms of marketing uh, and branding and positioning strategy and how to do this in a way that they can change how they're seen. And when I go out and discuss pricing strategies with gym owners and I ask how they came up with their pricing strategy, I basically always get the same answer. And it is they went to look at what the others were offering on the market. They then looked at those prices and either offered a pro, uh, offered their services at the same rate or just a sl slightly lower rate than what their competitors were doing. And then finally, they often try to add just a little bit more as a sweetness, as a sweetener. So customers would pick them over their competition. And basically, they attract price-driven customers by offering more of their services for a little bit for less money. Or they offered the same money, but they're offering more services, so it still is more for less. And they've given little to no thought about how they're actually going to differentiate yourself about these other gyms. They've just literally gone straight to looking at the price of what they're going to charge. So the value discrepancy is, you know, has not been considered. The, in fact, the, the problems of the customers that the customers are experiencing have not been considered either. So they've gone out and thought about the price without no thought about how they're going to differentiate themselves, no thought about the value discrepancy they're actually offering to the market. And probably no thought or very little thought to the actual problems the customers are experiencing. And at the end of the day, this results in the fact that a customer that's won on price will be lost on price. And that's something that I have up on my wall that I refer to constantly. I'll say that again. A customer that's won on price will be lost on price. And that's not the type of customer we want for our business. It's not beneficial for us. And as I talked about before, it's actually not beneficial for them either if we're actually looking to make genuine impact. So, you know, what can we do to develop a more effective pricing strategy that is both fair to us and the customer, but also allows for increased profit? Well, we can start by ensuring that we make a point to develop courageous and effective positioning for our business. When we do this, this positioning will destroy any direct comparisons that exist between us and change the perception so that your business is viewed as something else and completely different. No longer are they going to look at your business versus what currently is probably a direct competitor and think, well, they're offering 10% less, I'll just go with them. When we position ourselves effectively, we're able to remove that comparison because we're no longer in the same category, fighting for the same clients in the same way. We've changed how our perception, how our business is viewed. This is the key component of what positioning is all about. And when we remove those comparisons and we change how our business is perceived, we no longer become replaceable like a commoditized business would be. And as a result, we no longer attract price-driven customers, but instead we start to attract value-driven customers. And this is the two, this is the big discrepancy that we want. We want to attract people that are looking for the best value, not the best price. And value is the change that we're actually able to bring. So what does value-driven customers actually mean for our business if we're actually able to position ourselves and start attracting those customers? It means that the customers no longer look elsewhere for price comparisons from competitors because the customer is more interested in the value that our differentiated product brings and the fact that it's differentiated makes comparisons impossible. 
And as I mentioned earlier, it is the perception of this value discrepancy from this differentiation that allows us to increase price. So that was quite a complex sentence. So let me break that down and say, our ability to differentiate ourselves and make ourselves look different in the market and be perceived as something different then allows ourselves to no longer have no longer say, hey, we're the same as this business because we're doing something completely different. We're more specialized. We have more authority. We have more expertise and we're, and we're doing it in a different way so that people no longer look at us and just compare prices because they're two very different products or services. And then we're in a position then where people are looking at, at us based on the value we bring and we're able to then use effective marketing to increase that value discrepancy and actually charge a lot more. So effective positioning allows us to differentiate ourselves. Allows When we're differentiated in the market, we're able to use marketing to increase the value discrepancy and therefore we can charge more for our products or services. And this increase in pricing then has a huge number of obviously positive consequences both for our business but and for our customers as well which sounds counterintuitive, but there are definitely a lot of benefits associated with when we charge a fair amount based on the value we bring. For example, for the customer's perspective, they're going to have more emotional investment into your products and services, and they're going to have an increased perception of value into what you're actually offering. And that, that makes sense, right? If you're charging something that everyone else is charging $1,000 for and you're charging $10,000 for, of course they're going to have more emotional investment. They're spending 10000 They're spending 10 times the amount on it. They're going to be like, I want this to work. It needs to work. I'm spending more money on it. And they're also going to have a better perception of, of the value that you're actually offering because why would they spend 10 times more? Because they see the value in what you're offering compared to what your competitors are offering. So, you know, that's a huge difference in how the customer is actually going to approach using your products and services. And obviously that will then change the outcome of the results they're going to get. You know, and this also brings an increased amount of respect in your business because they see you as an expert. They see you as an authority. They see you as someone who is not the same as all these other businesses that are out there. So isn't it amazing how the implementation of good branding and positioning principles can actually have such a dramatic impact on our business? But then again, considering the fact that these principles directly impact how the our businesses are perceived and perception is the biggest determining factor of value, then you know it probably isn't that amazing. It's just highly logical. And yet most businesses skip these steps and then they wonder why they can't charge or they wonder why they can't make the profit they're looking for. So there are – I basically just want to talk about two other aspects that need to be considered when – developing your pricing strategy because these can hurt your positioning and sales. And if branding, positioning and marketing is all about perception, then what we do, if what we do with our pricing can affect this perception dramatically, then it will do harm to our business. So the two pricing actions that can do damage to your business most commonly are discounting and the implementation of inconsistent price increases. So these actions you know, these are not necessarily bad. I don't want to say that depending on your business, they're not necessarily bad, but they need to be approached carefully. You know, we'll start by covering discounting. I will start by admitting I'm not a big fan of discounting. I find that it's often implemented because of lazy marketing or a lack of understanding of alternative approaches. I think as well that it does not really show that you're courageous in your positioning and really gives away that you have a bit of a lack of confidence in the value your business brings if you're willing to drop the price because you're saying, oh, you know, we could do it for this amount or for this time only we'll do it for this amount. 
it's not really showing, hey, this is what we do. This is what how good our stuff is, like what Apple does. They never have sales because they're like, no, our stuff is this price because it's, you know, it is what it is. And people don't stop buying Apple, do they? So I'm not a big fan of offering discounting in, in that way. I think, you know, it can also negatively impact sales because customers learn to wait until discounts come up, pop up before they're actually considering buy it, buying. And I think, you know, consider, look at your own purchasing habits. For certain products out there, I'm sure you wait till they go on sale before buying. And why do you do that? It's because you know the sale is going to come. So why would you pay full price now? And if you've never done the numbers of discounting, you might actually be surprised or it might surprise you the increase in the volume necessary is disproportionately high in order to get the same results. Only a small discount means you have to sell significantly more to get the same results, So, which makes it you know, very difficult then to make it worth your while. And the other pricing action that can harm your business is increasing the price to current customers and clientele without adding value. And this can have varying degrees of impact on your business depending um, on, your, on your actual business model and the market you're in. And the reason this can impact your business is because of what's referred to as the anchoring bias. And the anchoring bias is a uh, cognitive bias that causes us to rely and basically put our emphasis on the first piece of information we're given about a topic. So for example, for a business, this means that customers become anchored by the price you initially charge. So if you're a gym and you're charging, you know, $100 a month and customers are being with you and are used to paying $100 a month, this means the customers will feel ripped off because of their perception of the value of that gym membership if you decide to rise the price even though you might be under market what the rest of the market's charging, etc. People those customers have been anchored to think that your value is $100 a month. So what's the alternative here? Well, there are many, but the one I really want to talk about for, and as the last bit of this podcast today is I want to leave you with, you know, once again, the understanding of the fact that purchasing is about a value discrepancy between what you charge and what the customer's perceived value of your products and services are. So using that as the basis for thinking moving forward, it's more beneficial for you to add more value and then simultaneously increase your prices instead of offering discounts or price rises without value adds. I'll say that again. Rather than offer discounts and say, hey, 20% off, do the opposite. Increase your price by 20 by 20% and say, we're going to give you this and this also. It may not affect the actual profit or, or what you've done there, but what it has done is psychologically change the perception of how your business and your positioning is viewed. And it's much more powerful and effective than off continually offering discounts or doing price rises without some sort of additional value added for your current customers and clients. So finally, I just want to leave you with the thought that, you know, when you position you correctly, your business correctly, you really open yourself up to value-driven customers coming your way. And value-driven customers that are presented with offers you know, with a large value discrepancy will pay significantly more than you'll ever be able to get with price-driven customers. When you, By doing this correctly, you know, and customers spending more, your business will become more profitable and you'll be able to reach all the benefits that come along with that profitability, both for you and for your customers, what they're going to get out of it as well. And the consequences of this, you know, are 
highly beneficial for the future of your business moving forward. So, you know, how has positioning affected your value discrepancy? Are you, as your business commoditized or have you taken a courageous step in differentiating yourself and been able to attract value-driven customers compared to price-driven customers? That's it for today's episode. It's an insight into how you should really look at pricing your um, products and services and keep away from doing what most people do of just looking at what the market does and then offering services that fit in with what the market's doing and not able to really get the benefit of what, of the value that your business actually provides to customers and clients. I'm your host, Adam Barbro. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Clicks podcast. Business Clicks.